A lot can happen in the world. What do we do? Who do we turn to? How do we handle it? Welcome to the Situation Room on Active FM. People have money. And the economy that Edward Dowd is talking about is the fact that people have money and with that money they want to buy things. The challenge that people have is that there's also a temptation for greed. And greed comes when the things you want cost more than the money you have. Now, how has the world's economy been built? The economy that's been built for probably the last 200 years or so is that you cover the difference between what people want and what they can afford with debt. Now, when you cover the difference with debt, then that means more people have money to spend, and when more people have money to spend, there's more demands for the goods that they buy, and the prices of those goods go up. So the debt artificially pushes the prices up. If you look at housing markets around the world with the bond instruments and mortgages and things like that that people have had, look at the prices of houses. You know, in the 70s, it used to be something like two or three times a person's annual salary. That's what a house would cost. And now it's gone through the roof. When the costs go up, the debts go up, and eventually people can't pay. Now, the Bible says that if you lend money from someone and you don't pay them back, if you don't pay your debts back, that's a sin. And also, please remember that in the old days, those who didn't pay back either went to jail or they were sold into slavery along with their sin to pay for the debt. And then what happened is that in a humane Western society, to protect people from the consequences of the sin of debt, insolvency laws came into, into being, whereby you could be declared insolvent, whatever you had is sold, whatever money comes out of that, the creditors that you have, the money is settled with them, you don't go to jail, and then you get a clean state and you can start rebuilding your life. But you know, eventually people start taking advantage of us and they start using insolvency laws not to pay back their debts. And, and this has been going on for a long time. A lot of people are getting ripped off. And then the markets grow. The markets grow, 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 grow. And they grow on this false debt illusion thing that's going on. But eventually it's like this big balloon and it's like a pinprick comes and the market crashes and then almost everyone loses. This is the result of sin. Now think about a market crash and many people were experiencing what the Shunammite woman and her husband experienced when the boy died. And if you look at this woman now, both when she was barren and childless and later on when her son died, she didn't want the prophet Elisha to feel sorry for her, but she rather wanted him to cry out to God so that her son would come back to life. That's what she wanted. That's what she was searching for. And this is the reason why she put the body of her son in the same room as the one that the prophet would sleep in when he was visiting their town. And so the prophet became the one who decided the fate of her child. Listen to me, Elisha decided the fate of that child. How many times do we find people that share our room who are spiritually dead and we do not even notice them? Now, I believe that just as the prophet Elisha intended to come into contact with a corpse until it experienced some warmth coming from his body, we should take the same posture with those that need God, especially in the times that we're in today. Crazy times. And listen to me, people are open to the gospel right now. 
people are like that Shunammite woman. They are desperate to hear the word of the gospel. People are spiritually dead. So their bodies might be alive, but their spirits are dead. And they know that there's something missing. They don't even know what it is. And they're waiting for you, Christian, to come and to tell them, listen, here's the gospel. Here's the nourishing word. Jesus can fill your soul and make you whole. We need to come into contact with them, with these people that are like the Son, who are spiritually dead. We need to come into contact with them through the Word of God and release life to them until they enter the wonderful warmth of the Holy Spirit. The story of this boy provides such a vivid picture for us of what God wants the church to do, to get the good news of His loving kindness out there. And let me tell you, if <laughs> I can't see how the world's economy is not going to crash. And then we're really going to be tested in terms of to what extent is God our sustenance. The only hope in that scenario is the church. In a world where evil rules, because the prince of the power of the air is Satan and his demons. In a world where evil rules, the church is the light of the world, the hope of the world, and the salt of the earth. God has anointed you. He has anointed your words. He has anointed your lips to go out and speak words of life into people around you that do not know Jesus. So we're going to say our declaration together. Repeat after me. Say, God anointed my lips and my lips are full of love. Amen. Let's pray together. Say, dear loving God, I beg you to give me the compassion for those who don't even know you. I know that you have given me the anointing to release life. And by the power of your word, I will not give up until your children return to you and serve you wholeheartedly. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.
eyes and feel your lightness and the sky. Just try to try to forget the pain and darkness. Every second, minute, hour, here and now.